0: Welcome to The Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. I'm Shine Gidla, one of the pastors here at Park Community Church from our West Rogers Park Church. Throughout this season, we wanted to create something consistent that would help add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so, to do that, we have altered our views of this podcast. And instead, we'll be posting a short devotional every day. We hope you'll join us and will enjoy listening. This is The Daily Cut, and I am Shine Gidla. We have been going through the story of Joseph, and today concludes the Joseph story in the book of Genesis. Genesis 46 records another emotional reunion between Jacob and Joseph. After 20 years of separation, reunion is about to take place. Let me recap the story a little bit. A famine drives Joseph's brothers to Egypt, searching for food. Joseph recognizes them immediately, but they don't recognize him. It's only after he's sure they won't do to his brother, Benjamin, what they did to him that he reveals to them his identity. Joseph tells his brothers to bring their dad to Egypt. And that's where we pick up the story in chapter 46. So if you have your Bibles, Please turn with me to Genesis chapter 46, where we will continue the story. Genesis 46 says this, So Israel set out with all that was his, and when he reached Beersheba, he offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. And God spoke to Israel in a vision at night and said, Jacob, Jacob, here I am, he replied. And if you look at the next verse, the personal pronoun I that God uses is emphatic. And so is the rest of the structure of that sentence, emphasizing that God himself would act. God speaks and says, I, I will make you into a great nation. I, I will go down with you to Egypt. And I, I will surely bring you up again. Now all these promises by God of presence, of return, of greatness of nation, and to be unafraid, all these promises encourage Jacob in his decision to leave Canaan. So Jacob moves his whole household to Egypt. And now, the grand reunion takes place in verse 29. As soon as Joseph appeared before his father Israel, he threw his arms around his father and wept for a long time. Both of them had happy tears in their eyes. They were so joyful to see each other. After that, Joseph instructs his family to tell the pharaoh that they are shepherds. And Joseph went to pharaoh and presented five of his brothers. And they asked the pharaoh to let them settle in Goshen. Pharaoh lets Joseph really have a pick of anywhere he wants to go. But Joseph kind of leans the conversation more towards this area named Goshen. He says, My people are shepherds, and they do better over here. So they settle in the land of Goshen, and Pharaoh says, If there's any of your brothers that actually is pretty good at shepherding, put them in charge of my livestock. And Joseph also brought his father Jacob in and presented him before Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Now the famine was severe, and people were running out of money. So they come to Joseph to get their grain. But they're running out of money, so what do they do? Joseph says, give me your livestock, so the people give their livestock. And then after some time, they run out out of their livestock too. What do they do now? Joseph says, Give me your property and so they the property gets handed over. And now all of a sudden, Pharaoh starts owning all the land in Egypt. What is interesting is afterwards the people get to actually stay on their land, and the only fee they had to pay is a fifth of the crop to Pharaoh. And the other four fifths they may keep as seed for the fields and as food for themselves, and their households, and their children. All throughout this, Pharaoh becomes exceedingly rich. The people of Israel move into the land of Egypt, and they settle there. They were fruitful and increased greatly in number. Now Joseph had two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. And Jacob was almost dying. He was on his deathbed. And pretty much, this is usually when the blessing is passed on. And this is kind of where they prophesy over their children. And we get a glimpse into the future of these kids. I really do recommend that you go and take a read. Because I'm not going to read out all the blessings. I'm just going to share a few things. The first thing that happens with Jacob is he calls Joseph and Jacob says Joseph you know I love you you have done amazingly well and I can't even believe that I am even talking to you in flesh I thought you were dead the Lord has blessed me and then Jacob says I love you but your children are mine. So he's basically adopting Manasseh and Ephraim as his own and they will be blessed. Now Jacob blesses both of them and they go on their way. And then Jacob does ask Joseph to bring all the other boys to come in and he bestows his blessings upon them. And here we get the incredible insight to not only Jacob's mind, but God's heart and the future for each one of these children. And that is what I want you to take a look into. Read it for yourself, because it's incredibly interesting. And I'll say incredibly interesting for one tribe in particular, and that's Judah. And you realize When he gets to Judah, there's a lot to say, but it's messianic. It has a lot to do about the coming of the Savior, who would be what is known as the lion from the tribe of Judah. The one who would be a king, who would reign, who would continue on the line until the Messiah, really big, really profound, incredibly prophetic. So please, take a read for yourself. So he does all the blessings. Now it's all good. And the blessings are done. Now Jacob has one request. And that is, he asks Joseph not to bury him in Egypt. But bury him with his fathers, Abraham and Isaac and their wives, where the plot of land is that Abraham brought. And Joseph says, okay, I'll do that. And Jacob dies. And now Joseph goes before Pharaoh, and he says, can we go and bury my father? And the Pharaoh says, yes, no problem, please go ahead. And also take a huge entourage over to his burial site. And they buried Jacob, and everybody in the land is in awe of this memorial. They were thinking, Who is this guy? This guy must have been somebody. Indeed, the Egyptians, not just the party who came with Joseph, the Egyptians mourned for 70 days. So Joseph's brothers, after Jacob had died, were worried again that Joseph would enact justice upon them. So they send a couple guys over to Joseph and they say to Joseph, Hey, you know what? We want you to go and ask if everything is okay between us. Because we feel that since this dad died, maybe things are going to get bad for us. Maybe Joseph is going to Get all mad at us and kill us now that dad's not around to watch. And Joseph breaks down crying and he's grieved by it. And he says, I was telling you the truth. It's forgiven. What you meant for evil, God turned around for good. Now the book ends here with Joseph dying. And him telling his brothers, before he goes, whatever happens, please make sure my bones leave this place. And that ends the story of Joseph and the book of Genesis too. If you look throughout the book of Genesis, the narrator of Genesis has managed to keep the focus Upon divine blessings. The book began with God's intention to bless humanity, a plan foiled by the sinfulness of mankind. God then chose the family of Abraham to be the vehicle of his universal blessing. Next, we see Jacob. Jacob's life was characterized by a series of missteps in his vain attempt to secure divine blessings by his own tricks and with his own resources. He finally obtains the blessings in a posture of surrender. And then we come to the story of Joseph, which we have been looking through the past few days. Joseph's story continues the drama, narratively depicting what it takes for God's children, in turn, to be the agent of his blessings, both for their own families as well as as for those around them, even as they look to the future for the consummation of God's promises. If you look at the story of Joseph, it's a story of blessing. Joseph was blessed even in the midst of his dark days. No matter where Joseph was, no matter what circumstance he was, no matter what he was going through, Joseph was blessed. The reason Joseph was blessed, because of the faithfulness of God, because of the divine promises of God, because of the presence of God. If you look at the whole story of Joseph, the main reason Joseph was blessed because the Lord was with him. What about you and me? Are we blessed? Especially during this season, as we are going through difficult times in these dark days. Do you think are we blessed? And I would say yes. For the child of God, For the believer in Jesus Christ, right here and right now, there are God's blessings assured for us. I don't know what form or shape those blessings will take, specifically and exactly in the midst of your dark days. Perhaps it will be the finding of favor with persecutors, as Joseph did. Perhaps it will be the blessing of productivity, as Joseph enjoyed. Perhaps it will be the blessing of incredible inner peace through and in your dark days. And I know for sure that there's one blessing that each one of us have. And it's the blessing of the presence of God with us. And it's the blessing of the promise of God who says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We have this wonderful blessing of the presence of God with us. We have a God who never leaves us, not forsakes us. And as we look at the story of Joseph, we also see that Joseph was not just blessed, but he was a blessing to many. He was a blessing to his family And at the same time, he was a blessing to the people of Egypt too. He was a blessing to others too. And also Jacob, we see in the story, Jacob was not just blessed, he also blesses Pharaoh. And in the story, we see the children of God, they were blessed. And at the same time, they were a blessing to many people. What about you and me as a child of God? as a believer in Jesus Christ, as someone who who are blessed, how are we being a blessing to others? Especially during these dark days, during these difficult days, how are we being, being a blessing to others? And I'm pretty sure, and I'm so thankful for our church family that we are already being a blessing to many and I would encourage you to continue to be a blessing to others. We can bless others by simply making a phone call and checking them, how they're doing. We can be a blessing to others by texting them and seeing, how is everything with them. We can be a blessing to others by supporting them financially. We can be a blessing to them By) Sending them food or helping them with groceries or anything. And most importantly, the best way we can be a blessing to others is by sharing the good news of Jesus, is by sharing the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Who is God calling you today? to be a blessing. Is God asking you to share your blessing with someone specific that is in your life? I would encourage you to please be a blessing to someone, to please share the good news of Jesus with someone, to share the hope of Jesus to someone today. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this has been a blessing to you all. We'll be back again with another short devotional. So please stay tuned. Have a good day.